Welcome to this Herbert Smith Free Hills Tokyo podcast. I'm Christopher Hunt. And I'm Michael McRelane. And I'm Yosuke Homa. Many of our clients in Japan and elsewhere in Asia are seeing an increase in the frequency and severity of cyber attacks and data breaches. This increase comes as businesses become more connected and global, as cyber criminals become increasingly sophisticated in their methods, and as the cost of global business reached $600 billion last year. We've seen that an attack or data breach can result in massive disruption to your business, data loss, and severe reputational damage. As national governments become increasingly interested in protecting critical internet infrastructure, businesses can also expect greater levels of regulation, scrutiny, and liability. So today we're going to discuss strategies and practices you can put in place to manage cyber risk and how to respond to a cyber incident. But before we do, let's start with legal trends. Michael, what direction have different governments taken in this area? Thank you, Chris. I think the trend that most people listening to this podcast will be the most familiar with is the increasingly stringent data privacy regulation. Here in Japan, for example, we've seen a toughening up of the Japanese Act on the Protection of Personal Information. But perhaps more significantly, we've also seen the EU's General Data Protection Regulation, or the GDPR, which introduced new obligations on entities processing personal data around keeping that data secure and reporting obligations in the event such data is leaked or stolen. Okay, so that's EU law, but it, it applies to companies outside of Europe as well, right? Yes, that, that, that's right, Chris. The GDPR applies to data processors and controllers outside of Europe who are dealing with uh, uh, individuals in the EU or offering goods and services to those individuals. And, in fact, that extraterritorial effect is another trend I think we're seeing in data protection legislation globally. Um, the consequences of uh, breaching data protection legislation um, is also getting more severe. The GDPR allows regulators, for example, to impose fines of up to 4% of total worldwide annual turnover and even up to 2% of global annual turnover where business fails to report a cyber incident. Okay, so that's on data privacy and, and the trend there. But I think it, it's more than that, Yosuke. It's also there are updates on non-data aspects of cybersecurity as well. Yes, that's right. There's been some developments on that front as well. Um, for national governments, they're increasing legislation for standards of network security and cyber resilience to protect critical infrastructure from hostile cyber action. Uh, for example, Japan has its own basic cyber security act, which sets out obligations on critical infrastructure business operators to take proactive steps to ensure cyber security. Uh, now, in Europe, uh, the Network and Information Security Directive, or the NIS Directive, requires operators of IT systems critical to the economy, such as the banking, energy and healthcare sectors, as well as digital service providers such as online marketplaces, cloud computing service providers and online search engines, to implement appropriate and proportionate technical and organisational measures to measure, manage cyber risks. Okay, so those are some of the things that governments are thinking about, but People at companies listening to this will obviously be concerned in some of the practical measures and steps that they can take when they learn that they have been hacked or personal data has been compromised. Michael, what sort of things should they be thinking about? 
Well, Chris, in the critical hours in the aftermath after a, a cyber incident, um, the attention realistically is going to be focused on containing that incident. And that will involve uh, assistance from technical forensic and other cybersecurity experts. But it's also important to get uh, your legal team involved as early as possible. After those hours in the immediate aftermath, the next step is investigation. And that's collecting logs and other evidence. Uh, and again, you want your legal team involved in that step, given that that might form the basis of your next steps, such as dealings with regulators um, or, or third parties. Uh, collecting and, and processing structured data, so things like, say, customer databases, can often be done rather quickly. But unstructured data, so, for example, where you have personal information in emails or across Word documents, uh, that can often be a bit more tricky. And one of the things that we've developed here at Herbert Smith Freehills is our own software that quickly analyzes personal data to identify email addresses, credit card numbers, uh, things like that, so you can work out what jurisdictions are involved and how serious your personal data breach might be. Okay, so th those are some of the things that you're doing on the technical side. Um, what other things should you be thinking about at a relatively early stage as you're working out what's happened and what might come next? Um, I think one of the things that's important to consider as well is um, public relations, because managing a, a business's response to the public following a cyber incident can be vitally important. Uh, it can diffuse the situation or it can severely worsen it. It's particularly important to ensure that your public announcements fit well with your wider legal strategy and are consistent with uh, your notification requirements. Okay, well, let's pick up that last point as we turn and think about a legal side uh, to a response to cyber incidents. Yosuke, um, what sort of notification requirements might they be? What does that mean? Right, so different jurisdictions will have different rules, and in some places, notification of data breaches are mandatory, whereas in others, they're voluntary. So it's notification to regulators? That's correct. Um, we also have to bear in mind that some regulators require or suggest affected individuals to be informed as well. But um, either way, the companies need to be ready to act quickly, as they will often need to identify what legislative regimes apply to the data that was compromised. Um, so in the case of the GDPR, for example, the time required to respond is as short as 72 hours. Right, 72 hours to inform the regulator. Okay. But it's, uh, I think I'm right in saying that it's not just about informing the regulators or affected individuals. You've, you've got to be thinking about counterparties as well, I guess. Yes, that's right. You also need to consider the contractual risks involved. So after the immediate steps of containing the incident, um, businesses want, will want to turn to investigate what exactly happened and what went wrong. So a careful review of contracts and policies is required um, at that stage to determine both your own downstream exposure to customers for the cyber incident as well as how cyber risk has been allocated with third-party vendors, such as outsourced IT providers. Okay, so that's how you might respond to an incident. But as with many risks, prevention is better than a cure. So a key practical step we think businesses should consider is preparing a cybersecurity action plan. This is a plan that your legal team can pull off the shelf in the event of a cybersecurity incident telling it and the employees what they need to do. 
In putting such a plan together, we would suggest a five-step approach. First would be to carry out a threat assessment of your cyber vulnerabilities. So that's identifying where there's risk. Next, we would say that you should devise and implement policies to strengthen your cyber resilience, possibly even buying cyber insurance policies as well. So that's about protection. Then consider ongoing monitoring of existing threats, as well as maintaining constant vigilance of new threats. So that is focus on detection. Then we think it's important to have clear policies and procedures in place so you know what to do if your business suffers from a cyber incident. So this is about when something happens, how do you respond? And finally, having a plan in place means that it can help you to recover from a cybersecurity incident and also draw on lessons learned to protect against future incidents. So, that's just a very quick look at some of the risks that you face from cyber incidents, how you might respond to one, but also how you can prepare yourself against the worst aspects of a data breach or a cyber incident. That's all the time we have for today. If you have any questions about this podcast or cybersecurity in general, then feel free to contact us or any of your usual Herbert Smith Freehills contacts. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.